Funkateers, Bootsy here to bring the Truth and Rhythm family's attention to Funk Not Fight. Yeah, this is a call to action. We spread hope, not hate, uh, to gain satisfaction throughout our communities via the music uplifting unity. Uh, Peppermint Patty, tell us a little more. Thinker is our partner. Thinker music, that is. So please check the link that's scrolling across the bottom, click it, and submit your music. Let's all funk, funk not fight. Welcome back to the next part of this Truth and Rhythm episode. Be sure to subscribe to this channel. If you've already done so, please share it with friends. Also become a member by joining Truth and Rhythm on Patreon or consider donating at funkinstuff.net. Thank you so much for your interest and support. Enjoy. Did you ever feel like you were struggling to find a balance between what you guys want to do creatively and what you thought might sell best or what the label was pushing you to do? Uh, like, I, like I said before, I think we got a little bit more control um, or we were asking for more control um, after the Restless record. I think that's kind of where we started pushing more of what we wanted. I was getting ready to say, like, the album um, uh, Hot to the Touch, um, not only not just Ernesto, but George wanted to produce some things. I think he produced a couple of songs on that record. Um, I think Say You Will is on that record, uh, which George wrote, and there's yep. a video a video of that. So we started to you know, try to get more influence on production. I know Ernesto was pushing for that a lot, uh, as far as not having a producer, but for producing his own stuff. Um, yeah, we definitely did. We wanted to... Um, well, after the album with Keith Diamond, we wanted to do another one with Keith Diamond because it was so successful. And he was really very down with it, Keith Diamond. Was, um, and then beyond that, um, I don't know, for me personally, I I just like playing. I, I, didn't, I didn't worry about I've, whatever the guys want to do. That's fine. You know, I just want to play. So I didn't, I didn't get too much involved in that. I did get involved when he was talking about getting a new production, but outside of that, I, I, yep. once once we weren't in charge, once I wasn't in charge, I'd go with whatever happens. 
That's, go with the uh, flow. Go with the flow. Go to well, flow. that's part of the reason why a lot of it worked because yeah, you can't. You know. <laughs> there would be a lot more infighting if it, if uh, you didn't go with it, and I don't think that the the success that we did have um, was partly because of that because we would get along. We find a way to get along to make things happen. Um, even though there were some struggles, it, it eventually ended up in some good results, I think. Well, you know, he wants he wants my body. I always thought it was just a great follow-up to object. You know, it wasn't repeating it and rehashing it, but it was, you know, sort of a logical next single hit after that to me. Yeah, that was a, a nice album, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was similar to um, object in some ways. You're right, and uh, it was a good segue. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And DYBO, um, pretty mm. funky. Definitely some Prince influence, I think, on that one too. Ah, uh, yeah. Ernesto wrote that, and I remember when he was uh, coming up with that song um, in the studio. Not you know. He, he used to always be in the studio kind of by himself, put songs together. And I remember hearing him um, with that song, and I was like, man, that's, that's jamming. And um, so when that made it to the record, I was... The instruments that were chosen, you're right. They were like the kind of keyboards that Prince... That, that, yeah, that was kind of. And you can, if you listen to it, there's a lot of jazz kind of influence in a lot of those tunes. I mean, you can hear as far as melody and stuff, and a little rock in there. I mean, that's kind of like a guitar. Um, it, it was just, just great stuff. And like you said, later on, you mentioned hip-hop influence. To me, I saw it as like New Jack Swing kind of influence that came in for you guys with uh, Hot to the Touch. Um, and um wasn't a single, I don't think, but Your Lover was a good one. I, yeah. thought. I just want to be your lover. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I. it's all a was What album was that? <laughs> that, was, that was on Hot to the Touch. I mean, um, yeah, I said that. And then that had to have been what our ninth album. It was at number nine, and then we kind of kept back on. We got um, what's his name produced the the, the tenth, tenth album, album. Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. So that was all really hip hop. A lot of his influences on that one. Have you got what it takes? I want you. You want me? You know. That that was some great stuff. The the sad thing was at that time. Um, <clears throat> Renee started be, to become a little ill. She had MS, and um, so performing live was difficult. Um, and so that's that's kind of where things started to um, change in how we were going to handle the, the group. That was that was the last album we did. Um, but she did end up doing a solo. She. Um, Ernesto, I think, produced a solo record that went to Europe, but that was all studio, you know. It's called Oasis. Well, Other so than that, what what did you two do uh, after that last nineteen ninety record? Well, both of us were always playing in 
Yeah, playing music. Um, I was in a lot of bands. Um, I went on to, let's see, I went on to, as far as like, um, on, you know, doing stuff on stage and somebody like in their business, I went on to, I toured with um, Angela Bofield um, and Najee. I'm actually on a couple songs with Najee. Oh, the sax, flautist, jazz, smooth jazz, and, and Angela Bofield. But locally, we were in a group called Mamma Jamma, and we were in different bands. That's kind of what he does now. Orlando does now with the Caribbean field. Mamma Jamma was a Caribbean kind of feeling band. I was in a rock band with Paul Reed Smith. I mentioned him earlier um, before he got his, his, his guitars went big. Uh, he had a band called Band of a Thousand Names. And uh, I was in that band for years uh, with Carrie Ziegler. And, um, and then David Glazer, who ended up touring with us, I think, uh, when, when Restless came out. Um, I worked with him. He's a guitar player. At a local band called David, Dave, David Glazer. Um, Van Dyke Van Dyke so we were always playing um, outside of you know Starpoint playing music. I love it so much, I guess. Well, like he said, I I I um the main band I played with after Starpoint was Mamma Jamma, and I played with them for ten years. I eventually became the band leader and led that group. Yeah, and uh, we were. We were the the Caribbean group group for Maryland. I mean, you know, yeah. we were the group. And then um, I left them and started playing solo. And I've been playing solo ever since. You know, just doing solo gigs. Caribbean. I play steel drums, tenor sax, sing. I, I record tracks and I play and sing along with my tracks. And uh, it's kept me busy. That's we just. That's why we're sitting in the car because we're just. Yeah. I just finished from the gig, the gig. <laughs> today. <laughs> and and me, I've always had like jazz bands because I love jazz so much. So I've had like, I don't know, four different um, bands that were predominantly jazz. The first one was Effort, which we did a lot of Return of Forever and Billy Gobble. And then I went on to another group that did sort of that, a lot of fusion, you know, the 70s fusion stuff. And right now I have uh, a couple of bands that are jazz. One of them is called Strings and the other one is called Piano Strings. And I have another band called Climate and we do a lot of weather reports kind of stuff. So just, you know, trying to make, make it happen, keep the music going. So what year approximately was the last Starpoint live performances we went to france in 2011 after ernesto and renee had already passed but um, we went orlando i and george you know went kai um we hired another singer and we hired david glazer my friend went, went played guitar with us um it was in France, at Lyon, France, and we, they 
they had been kind of like you were bugging me for years and I was like okay let's put a show together and we finally put a show together and um, they sent the finances and we went and did one show on my own friends I, I think that was the last that was the last show but before that the last show was probably uh, I don't even remember it was 1990 or 89 or something yeah I don't know if we did any shows after the last album no, we didn't. I don't recall that. We never, we never, we never shop. We all shopped that record because we performed with it because of, at that point, Renee was hurt, and that was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, um, well, just for the record, so viewers know, we lost Renee. I think in two thousand five, or and Ernesto two thousand four. Both very close together. Yeah. Right. And they were too close together. They were partners uh, all through it. Um, and when er- Ernesto died, um, Renee died a year, almost to the day, a year later. Um, and a lot of people said, you know, that's because of the love lost, but you know, no, but it, it almost to the, to the year, to the day later, Renee passed. Well, rest in peace for all the great music they both left us. Absolutely. Um, did you get a sense, uh, you know, when you guys were in your prime, did Renee seem to favor more the ballads or more the up-tempo? Because you had such a good balance and mix of both. I, I think probably the ballads more than anything, um, I would think. I don't know. I mean, we didn't really don't know what she preferred. Huh? That's a good question. Huh? That's a good question. I, I, would I think, think we just, ballads. like most of us, she just loved it all. I mean. Well, I can say this. She definitely loved doing the ballads and the duos with my brother. That was for sure. I, I, I mean, at least that's what it looked like to me. Um, you know, they, 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 do like what was it all night not all night long um what was that one uh, um, there was a ballad that they did together uh, that was big in the show I can't remember the name of the song it's funny I keep thinking of Philly and Don but that's the one she sang with George yep, the yep. other one was um, golly I have to think of it later um, but yeah yeah she enjoyed the ballads with you know, with my brother Ernesto. Am I still the one? Am I still the one? Was the yeah. that's what it was. But that was a big song in the in the show too. Yeah, they 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 did a performance. They had some choreography that was just out of this world. Um, the singing was incredible. And the singing was absolutely incredible. What what's uh, each of your favorite uh, one or two star point tracks and why? Why don't you go first, Orlando? My favorite song is All Night Long. Because, I don't know, it just moved me the most. It moved me the most. When uh, Renee hits that, when it was going to be all right. It's an I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's who. Boy, that just melts my heart right there. He's playing a serious bass line on that song, too. And I enjoyed and playing he, it I on the bass he, as well. And he's so. had a bass solo on that 
Well, in live, live, I would do a solo on that song, but yeah. But I liked, I liked, I love playing bass on it, and it's just that's the song to me. That's the number one song we ever did to me for me mm-hmm. all night long, and um, and that was played a lot when that album came out on the radio. I kind of have more relate to the live stuff because some of the re- recordings were. You know, um, I didn't play on it. They, yeah, they were programmed drums. Um, but live, I was always playing. So It's All Yours was one of my favorite to play on. And that was kind of um, because I had been watching this really good drummer. I can't think of his name. But he was uh, Luther's, Luther Vandross drummer. And, uh, and his pocket was just incredible. So I would kind of put that in the way we played live, you know, because we were doing so many shows with them. Um, but uh, it's all yours, probably, and restless. Um, in the early days, it might have been like uh, I just want to dance with you, or something like that. But but I think when I had the most fun in listening to and playing. Was it's all yours and restless? One of my two favorites. It's all yours. It's all yours. Remind me a little bit of uh, "Love Come Down." If you remember that song. Mm-hmm. Love come down, yeah, yeah. Well, the and pockets are kind of the same. Evelyn King too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And what about um, like a Miss Gem you feel is in the catalog? Because you guys did like, must be around 100 songs, you know? But is there like one in there that you thought people kind of missed or the label missed that you think? There's should... a bunch. Really. Well, maybe name one or two that people watching this will say, wait a minute, I don't really remember that. I'm going to go back and give it a listen again. Hmm. There, there's just a lot. <laughs> Of songs that I uh, thought could be, you know. I think "Wanting Wanting You" was was a single. That was a single. That was a single. But uh, mm. well, like I mean, I guess was it a, was it so it's so delicious? Was that a single? I don't, I don't know, know, but so. that was that was jamming song. It was, yeah. It's a funky track, but it only got to seventy nine, so it yeah. didn't really get that much love, right? Uh, I'm trying to think what else. The earlier tunes, I think, like the angel, like angel, 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 really, nice that was great. You are an angel. Great vocals, harmonies, angel was, and that's the word that dude. That was. That's a really nice. I, I call it like a dreamy, you know, quality yeah. to it. Yeah. Great song. I think this. Didn't that do well? Or did Renee sing that? No, that's Renee. Renee sang that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the one I sang on that too, I think. Angel? Yeah. And then there was a jamming one. I can't think what it was. What's that song? Oh, that's when that sounds like, welcome down. <laughs> Actually, but um, I can't remember the name of the song. 
Yeah. I have to. Anyway, yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it, I mean, I think the, the, the ones that we really, at least for me, related to were ones that when we played live, they had a certain kind of vibe, you know, really cool play live. That that one you were mentioning, that was one more one. night was nice. Ooh, baby's gonna be all right. That one, that was on yep. the restless album. I think. Mm-hmm. One more night, right? Yeah, that was yeah, nice. Keep time about that. That was a nice song. Too. There's, like you said, there's probably there's, several to be. Well, really- one more night's a good one to go back. That wasn't a single, so. And even right. um, all night long that you mentioned, Orlando, that only got right. to sixty nine. So yeah. you know, some people might not have remembered that one either they should go back and check it out yeah yeah absolutely i'd say check out all the albums yeah <laughs> i mean you, you're gonna have there's 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 what <clears throat> two two there's well the new box set and then um there is another release of like all the older the like the first couple of albums there's, I think there's, and if if you like another style, the one there's one I the one I wrote called uh, Emotions. Yep, I love that song. Oh, that's Ernesto singing lead on that. That 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 could be yeah, a that's, that should have been a single. I think. Well, well yeah, I'm restless also. Is, yeah, the reason it wouldn't be because it wasn't Renee singing lead. You know, so right? They all all the singles were pretty much either duet or Renee. So. Yeah, and that's still a singing lead on that. That's an yeah. incredible tune. That Orlando wrote and Ernesto was singing. I mostly wrote, you know, uh, for guys. Being a guy, I don't know. I didn't know how to write for girls. But, you know, that's why the Shake It Out, you know, that was me. Um, break Out. Break Out. That didn't come out the way I planned it, but uh, in the, the end, but, but <laughs> the video is pretty corny. I hate the video now. <laughs> Breakout was like robots or something. Yeah, human robots. They were acting like they were robots. Right. So the idea was breakout, break out of this shell, this program thing, and break out. That was the, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of corny. But anyway, <laughs> I I, don't, I didn't have that much writing, and a lot of the ones that did write in, you, you, you probably have to go to the earlier records. Star Point here tonight. Um, yeah, that was a good one too. And they were those years were, were the ones that kind of were recreated when we were jamming. Yeah. yeah, that one was funky, right? I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another influence was Funkadelic. You know, that was absolutely another artist. Oh, that was um, you know, that was really one of our first. Before we became Starpoint, we um, opened. For Funkadelic at, at uh, Howard University, and I think I was like 16 years old. And uh, the reason why I remember is because when we were performing, I, I just I think I was still doing solos then, and um, making one. Well, I don't forget who it was, but somebody lit my my cymbals on fire like they, while I was playing. I was like, Shh. like whoa. I don't know if you remember that, but I, I'll never forget that. Well, their drummer was uh, Dennis Chambers. No, that was it. He came later. He was later. Yeah, okay. he came later. But um, they they lit 
my symbols on fire. I was like, whoa. That was when uh, the guy would wear the uh, um, diaper. Hey, Gary Schneider. Yeah, that was a while ago. Like I said, I think I was probably like 16 years old. Yeah, that's got to leave an impression on you. You know, if you can do that, you can probably open and play with anybody, right? Right. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Did you get to meet George Clinton or no? Yeah. Certainly. I met George Clinton again when I was touring with Najee because we were doing the... um, um, those uh, Tom Joyner cruises <laughs> and um, um, Funkadelic was on, on the one of those big ship, you know, the Tom Joyner cruises and we played and then I would after Najee played I would go to the Funkadelic show because I knew some of those guys are from Baltimore so I knew some of the musicians and so after my show with Najee, I would go on the boat like this, just like a coliseum. The boat, the that thing was so huge that yeah. But I would go see um, Funkadelic, and uh, they started their night started at midnight, and they were done at four in the morning. <laughs> after my show, which was done at like eleven, I'd go there and hang out and go to their show. And at that time, that was um, Dennis had already been in that that band, and they had like they would play all night. They had like three different drummers that they would entertain and never stop. I was like amazed because another another drummer would come in at like an hour and a half later, and then keep the band going with another drum. It was I never seen anything like that. But yeah, I met George. I met him and. Um, the airport. I think I have a photograph of it on my website. Me and George, he's drinking a Pepsi at the um, airport. Yep. Yeah, a lot of those guys I know from Baltimore, like Dennis Chambers and Rodney Skeet Curtis and some of the horn players. Yep. And- Skeet, Skeet's been to our house. When we were kids, he came to the house and jammed us. And Dennis is a good friend of mine. Absolutely. And I've been to his house in uh, um, Baltimore. When he got sick a little while ago, a couple of years ago, I went to see him. I know Dennis very well. Phenomenal player. Yep. And yeah. we were in rival bands um, when we were kids. He was like the main drummer. And I was like, the, the, we used to have battle of the bands and stuff. Me and Dennis. Yep. Uh, before our record. Before the record deal. Stuff, yeah. Well, let me uh, ask you if there's one performance uh, show that Starpoint did that just really stands out that is in your memory, whether it's like an amazing show or something funny happened or maybe, you know, there's a power failure or just something that stands out that you could maybe share. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Well, um, the main, the most memorable show to me was the one where we received our gold at Madison Square Garden. I agree. I was because the, the, um, the audience, we got, it was said, and I still believe that we got the biggest applause of, of the whole night between us, Ozzy's and Luther. Nobody got the bigger applause at the end of the show than we did. I, 
That's what I believe. And the show was incredible. We performed. Oh, we performed. We were on point. We were so excited. Yeah. And, you know, it was a sold out crowd at Madison Square Garden, 27 something thousand people. So that was incredible. Also, it was the, I think, the reason why we were presented the, the, those um, gold records um, because it was the end of that tour. It was, it was the, also the end of the tour. Also, the end of the door. Now, on the flip side, you asked about something where something went wrong. First thing <laughs> comes to my mind, we did a show in Texas. It was a uh, some little town in between. Oh, it wasn't in. It wasn't Dallas. It wasn't Houston. It wasn't. We were on a, a bus. Some little town that starts with a K, I think. I don't know, but it's a little town. Yeah, and uh, we were supposed to play outside. They had a. They had a. We our tour buses were parked behind the stage, and we had a stage. And then in front of the stage was just some bleachers that all the fans were going to be at. And there was a power failure or something. Something happened, and the fans got mad and yeah. they started throwing rocks and stuff. We had to get out of there. We had to get out of there. The yes, show didn't happen. The show didn't happen. And because uh, the either promoter didn't have the money. money. It was like all kinds of crazy. And so yeah, I think that's what it was. The promoter didn't have the money to pay for us to do the show. It wasn't just us. It was a couple other bands. Other, other bands. And um, yeah. so he didn't have the money. So we're like, well, we're not playing. We don't get, get paid. We're we're no, go back no, to no cash. Hotel. No music. <laughs> And the oh. fans started throwing rocks. rocks. It was, <laughs> yeah, that that's probably the one. I remember that show. Oh, yeah, we had to get out of there. There was only one like that that I know. Yeah, of. that's the only one though. In our whole time, so yeah. how, how far into Star Point's career was that? Good question. That I, was before Restless, probably. Yeah, we we had a tour bus, so. I don't know when we started doing tour bus because we started out with motorhomes. We started out with not even that. We had uh, at one point we would drive a couple of vans and pull a um, pull. No, a, we had motorhomes. We pull a trailer. But before that, we had. Remember we when we drove. Might have been then because we drove. No, been. no, we no had, one we had then. a tour bus then. But I remember driving from Maryland to Texas, and we because I remember going through. Um, <laughs> Alabama and some southern states like that, and we were in a van, a regular old van, and yeah, we had a we had, had a trailer van, pulling equipment, pulling equipment. And but we, then we had a, a Winnebago, but not on this, not at this point. And we were driving through uh, Alabama, and we were, you know, drinking beers and stuff. And we had our the sliding door was open, you know, <laughs> the cops pulled us over. <laughs> They're like, you guys are, somebody said you're throwing beers, you're throwing bottles out. We, said, we don't have bottles. We only had cans. He had to let us go. It was kind it of was funny. But that reminds me, we used to travel in van. Sometimes we had a passenger van and a cargo van mm-hmm. and a trailer at one point. Then, we, the had, then we had motorhome. And then we had motorhome. Bigger motorhome. Bigger motorhome. <laughs> and then finally, I mean, we used to go to these concerts, you know, and the, the, the bigger acts that we opened up for, you know, they'd pull up in their tour buses and we'd pull up in our in our RV. 
like embarrassed. And then, and then we when we did get a tour bus, we had one, and we everybody rode on that. Yeah, we got a tour crew, bus. And everybody, and I remember breaking down one time. We were, we were, yeah, we, I don't know. We the air down. conditioner went out, and stuff, you know. It, but then, like I said, after Restless, there was two tour buses, two nice ones, you know. Yeah. First class. Yeah. Then we showed up proud, you know, <laughs> to concerts. Did, did you well, guys we were ever... always proud. We just, I mean, you know, the vehicle we're talking about. Yeah. Did you ever play Europe or Japan or anything like that? During um no we didn't no. We never did leave the country we went to Hawaii we did go to Hawaii yeah and that was crazy that we, was we, had a, great we had show. a we had a show in uh somewhere like L A first I can't remember but we went to Hawaii we were literally there for a total of about twenty hours we got there um, we were actually doing pretty good then we were busy so we flew right a lot back of out gigs. of there. a lot of gigs. We flew in, we got in there in the afternoon, did a sound check, went to the hotel, came back, did the show, hung out with some local people that we met. And then the next morning we were on a flight right out of there. It was crazy. To Texas. And we had another show in Texas that night. I remember the hard, because we were in California too, and the hard rock cafes were big then. Yeah. Um, So we would go do promotional appearances and stuff. Of, of all the um, bills that you guys were on, um, was there anybody that just super impressed you with their performance and their stage show through the years? Uh, for me, it was Luther Vanjos. Luther, I loved the Isleys too. The Isleys were excellent too. We were, when we were, when it was the Isley brothers, right. um, that was incredible. Actually, the oldest Isley died um, while we were on tour. I almost got the drumming gig for that for that band. I'll never forget that because the drummer was stuck somewhere and the show was about to go on and somehow they got him there. I don't know. But the Isley Brothers was great, you know, and Luther Rangers. We had a we had a thing, uh, this was definitely before Restless. We had a uh, a uh, we were performing in Chicago area, the Pine Knob. I think it's called theater. Mm-hmm. And we had like five shows scheduled and they kept adding shows and adding shows. And we ended up standing there for like a week and a half doing extra. And that was, that was fun. There was a theater in the round. That was a lot of fun. Too. Yeah. Like a, re- a residency. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it was by demand. They kept selling shows, kept selling out. They kept adding more shows. We kept playing. Yeah. Us in the Isleys. The, the Madison was in the round too. I'll never forget that. That was a great show. At the Madison Square Garden. Going around. That's kind of freaky. <laughs> Playing while the stage is moving, you know. Yeah. But anyway. You guys, um, how do you feel about looking back on the legacy? Do you feel like Starpoint gets enough, you know, respect and credit and attention? I I think so. I I I think I personally that we would have loved to have um, done better or had more of a success. But all, all in all, I think we did very well, and I think we're still very well um, 
respected in in the local area and a lot of places. It's still good. I mean, I, well, I do. The I people know. that know us, you know, uh, love us. Um, there, we were not. We didn't get as big as the biggest artists. I mean, the ones that you remember, the people who still remember. I mean, we we weren't. We're not the Jackson Five. We're not the. Uh, I mean, there are even groups like Cameo, who were closer to them, but they're even a little more known than we are. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, you know, the people that know us love us. And so, what else can you ask for? You a know? lot of people know us, and and our thing is transferred more in Europe. Right, right now it's we're hot and kind of hot in Europe. That's kind of the release that's coming out now, the, the six CD set thing that, that's released in in Europe. And yeah, the, the UK, right? I think yeah. So. yeah. So, so uh, is there anything about the Starpoint story we didn't cover that you want to share with the fans? Mm, not really. I mean, we're, we, we're, I, speaking for I don't want to speak for him, but I, I'm real pleased about the um, what we did do. And like I said, I wish that it reached a um, higher, you know, something bigger. But uh, from what for what we did, I think it did very well. We wish it would have lasted longer. I mean, you know, um, while we were younger. <laughs> um, but there's still groups that are out performing so it's not like at least in my view um it's not like it's all over our last show was in 2011 but it just depends on a lot of a lot of variables with people are you know passing away and stuff it would take a lot but it's not impossible yeah and it is something that hasn't left my mind as far as us trying to do something as star point again but uh can't promise that's going to happen but we'll, we'll, we'll see but we haven't but it's there the desire is there definitely yep well we would sure love that um is there anything that you guys would like to plug in terms of what you're doing now a website and things like that well um i will say my website's orlandophillips.com um mostly what i do is fairly local you know local stuff and uh i have some originals i have a cd that i did on my own and called rost american and uh hey check me out i'm it's a lot of fun you know uh that's pretty much it i guess yeah for, for me um my uh website is uh greg phillips productions.com i actually do think <clears throat> The reason why it's a lot of times we get contacted, and I think even you, is because I also put together a, a website for Starpoint, starpointmusic.com. Uh, and um, so if you go to greatcoatsproductions.com, that's on there. Um, and uh, a lot of the stuff that I do, all my personal stuff's on there, my, my schedule um, with the local stuff. Sometimes Orlando and I are playing together. So that's on there. So, um, greatfoodsproductions.com and starpointmusic.com. And then there's the social media, which, you know, I'm not big on that stuff, but, you know, I've got a Facebook and a Instagram. Yeah. 
and all the star point social media stuff, I do all of it. So he, he does all that. You know, Facebook, Instagram. Like I said, I'm I'm mainly into just playing music. That's why I don't do much of that stuff. But yeah, but that's about it. So, Greg, you kind of ran with it after Ernesto wasn't around in terms of uh, yeah. being the, the flag bearer for Starpoint? Absolutely. Um, we were close when we were kids, and um, he kind of got me started on the drums, and um, I've always respected his opinion on music, and we used to jam together. You can imagine, like, me and him, just him on guitar and me on drums. We used to, you know, when we were kids, we used to listen to the radio, we slept, we were, you know, go to bed and um, listen to jazz and all kinds of music when we, um, when we were kids. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been trying to push that because I think it's I'm kind of more, a little bit family orientated to pushing, especially Ernesto's, uh, I, I give gratitude to him for the legacy and he, because he pushed it so hard, I want to keep that going. So, that's I get involved in all the social media, anything I can do to promote, um, especially when there's new stuff like that. See that, um, that box set coming out. I haven't put yeah. that on the website yet, but it will be on there. All right. Well, so in closing, yeah, in closing, I, I'd like to say, you know, um, most people that are probably watching this are somewhat into Starpoint or interested about it or so curious. And I strongly encourage you to listen to the stuff we've done. I think it's some of the best stuff ever done. And um, yep. check it out. And um, hey, and if you want to see what I'm doing now, you're welcome to do that as well. <laughs> but um, His website but, uh, is, is uh, posted on my site and, um, and also, I think, Starpoint. So. Yeah, I got to say, Greg, your site is pretty comprehensive. It's, it's a good, uh, like, hub. For all that you guys have done there's, and are doing, so. things that still need to be fixed, but I work on it all the time. All right, Orlando and Greg, thank you so much. And on behalf of all the viewers, you know, thank you for all the great music through the years. You know, it's added Absolutely. so much to so many lives. So bless you and thank you for all that. All right. Well, thanks for your interest in us as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth and Rhythm. A big thank you goes out to our guest as well as to you, the viewer and listener. Also, much gratitude to Pleasure for supplying the show's funky opening and closing music. As a reminder, you can always access the complete list of linked shows by episode at funkinstuff.net. I urge you to support this program and receive the extra benefits along with that by subscribing to the Funk and Stuff channel on YouTube and sharing it with funk, R&B, and jazz lovers, joining Truth and Rhythm's membership program at Patreon, submitting a donation at funkandstuff.net, buying Everything is on the One, the first guide to funk book at Amazon, shopping at the Funky Things store for cool merchandise at funkandstuff.net, and linking through funkandstuff.net for all of your Amazon purchases. In addition, if you're an artist or anyone seeking proven, results-oriented, professional marketing, PR, writing, or editing consultation or production, check out the media services section at funkinstuff.net. Also, I encourage you to drop me a line at scottg at funkinstuff.net. 
I love the feedback, suggestions, guest requests, appearance and sponsorship inquiries, and just talking about my favorite subject, groove-based music. For now, and as always, this is Scott Dr. GX Qualfine saying, keep on keep vibing on to the rhythm of the one.